the volume. The Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. This is why I love betting on the FanDuel Sportsbook. It's America's number one sportsbook for obvious reasons. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. Fast payouts in as quick as two hours. Are you kidding me? And do you see these same game parlay bets? Not to mention the live betting. Just a gorgeous platform all the way across the board. FanDuel is making it easy for everyone to bet this season with a bunch of promotions that they will be sharing all season long on my podcast. You can't miss it. We're talking about risk-free bets, same-game parlay bets, enhanced odds, markets, and more. That's boosted odds, baby. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code MONACO. So they know I sent you. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 Arizona, 1-888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org forward slash chat Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com forward slash RG Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Michigan, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789, Tennessee. Visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. All right, welcome to another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco. Alex Monaco here with a fellow volume sports teammate, my man, John Middlecoff. He's been on the pod before. He's back. He's in phenomenal Cali weather. He's looking well lit. How are we doing, my friend? You know, I'm just, I'm honored to be with a, a New York, you know, sports gambling hero. You know, just a, an absolute, <laughs> an absolute big timer. Uh, how you doing, bro? How's the East Coast treating you? Seasonal depression, as our producer Brumley will know better than me, is it's real. I mean, it's coming in. I, I can't believe I haven't seen the sun in two months. I can't wait to get back to Cali for the holidays. But I'm doing all right. No complaints. Wish the Knicks were playing a little better. Yeah, I feel you. I mean, it's cold here. It's 30, 35, 30, you know, 9, 40 degrees. That's, for us, that's the equivalent of, like, zero. But as we mentioned, you can golf year-round. Before we get into NFL, let me get your quick take on the Woods times two duo that just danced this Sunday. I can't, when can we start betting on Sir Charles? I, I, I looked. I, I looked, and I would have <laughs> hammered them to win. Now, obviously, they didn't. But think about this. Tiger's coming back 10 months from his leg being shattered. He said that was like his fourth or fifth round of the season. His son is 12. The other two guys in the mix, Stuart Sink, won multiple PGA Tour events last year, and his son played at Georgia Tech, a big-time program, also his caddy. And then John Daly, who plays on the senior tour, and whose son is a freshman in the SEC. So Tiger, coming off the injury with the 12-year-old, is that's what he battled. And Justin Thomas, who's one of the best players in the world that basically just played by himself and his dad putted. You know, I mean, that's, it was pretty incredible. They, they had a, like, they came to 18, you know, what looked like with a chance. 
It was absolutely incredible to watch. I mean, the swagger is off the charts. The, the awesome. carbon copy mini me version is it's out of control. I mean, how soon till this guy can be playing professional golf? I mean, legally and actually. Well, I don't know if it's going to be possible because you saw him grimacing in pain. It's a flat course and he rode a cart. You know, it, it's some of these, you know, especially the majors can be hilly, can be just tough physical, you know, relative to golf for him to walk. And even he said, like, I'd be cool. Like they asked him, like, would you take a cart Casey Martin style? And he said, absolutely not. You know, it, it'd be like Tom Brady playing, you know, or Aaron Rodgers playing by different rules. They're just too prideful though. If he wanted to, I don't think anyone would complain, get his ass in PGA tour tournaments <laughs> and watch the eyeballs come. Oh, a thousand percent. I love it. Well, you're spot on with golf. Make sure I want to plug Mr. Middlecoff here on Twitter and all things social with his, with his golf picks. You are on the money. Last time we talked, we talked golf and you had a couple of top tenors for me and you hit. I think we were going into the U S open. Maybe uh, when last time yeah, we, we talked, maybe it was, the, maybe it was the British open. It was one of those two big tournaments. I love, I mean, the NFL, just because the action every week, it never stops. But to me, the big golf tournaments, and then you just become a junkie and you treat it like the NFL and you start, you also gamble the random golf tournaments. It's a fantastic sport to bet because obviously football, you just bet, uh, you, you know, you pick one team, you're basically picking one between two. Golf's more difficult, but you can do the top 10s, the top 20s. And if you, you know, you can make some money. There are definitely some value every single week, and especially in the majors. Well, just because I have a golf sharp with with me here, do you have a quick little one-two Costco sample into your process of how you go about firing? Because it is such a fascinating course-to-course, tournament-to-tournament. You know, you can get a guy who wins and then doesn't get top 10 the next round and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I think you got to look at course history is really important. And then the majors, you got to ride the horses. And the horses who are playing well, the horses that have played well at that tournament, Whenever you can get, you know, like last year I hit $100 on a 20 to 1 Justin Thomas bet at the Players Championship. And that's the other thing. In golf, the the payouts, you know, if I bet, you know, on an NFL game, you know, at best you're probably getting, unless you take a money line, right? If you take even an underdog plus nine, you're getting, you got to give some vig. So, you know, you got to bet 200 to win 180 or whatever. 100%. in golf. Now, it's, it's harder in golf, but to me, like, like going into the masters this year, if Kepka is healthy I, or DJ is playing well, like I would hammer those two guys top 10 and you know, the odds are better. They're, they're not 15 to one, but you might be able to get them three, four to one. So, you know, you just don't get that type of stuff for a guy that doesn't even have to win the event. And that's where I think you could have a lot of fun is the, is the top tens for sure. I love it. I'll, I'll be circling back once we get to Augusta, et cetera, for, for all things golf with you. All right, so let's shift to lines that are definitely with the VIG and pretty much a toss-up here. I got a staff for you to kick things off. There have been no more games, John, decided by a, a game-ending field goal or play like last well this will be wednesday so this week like raiders browns then in, since 1981 absolutely unfathomable wow. stats so you think about covering and the dogs and how much they barked and really just probably for the last six weeks here excluding last week 
And we go into this Thursday night matchup, and you're very well-versed with the San Francisco 49ers. They're 5-2 and two in their last seven, and they put up 30 points in four of their last five, 26 in their other one. They're cooking on offense. Debo's on fire. They're getting hot at the right time. I want to get your takeaway on this, and the Titans actually opened as a favorite before Sunday, and now it's minus three and a half. So what's your takeaway on this Thursday night matchup, Niners at Titans? Yeah, I actually just watched two of the last. I didn't watch the Titans-Jags game. That game doesn't even count. But I watched the Patriot game and the Steeler game with the Titans. And I, I view them like the Warriors without Steph Curry, like the, the Lakers without LeBron James. That's how important Derrick Henry is to that team. You know, I mean, they most teams are not dependent on their running back. You know, even the Vikings, you know, teams can or, – or the Saints can overcome if Kamara or Cook are out. They cannot. And to me, Tannehill looks like – I text a buddy this morning. It's like, he reminds me of Alex Smith before Jim Harbaugh got here without that guy. Well said. And, Cause he's not, he can't, he can't carry you. And in fairness to him, you know, AJ Brown's been gone. Julio's can't stay healthy, but they're playing with a bunch of guys that even people that follow the league closely just don't know who they are. And he's not good enough to overcome that. And their defense has always been iffy, but they, they just are not very good right now. I mean, they've lost three or four games, but you know, Thursday night game. It's not just a Thursday night game. I mean, it, Alex, it's, it's almost Christmas. I mean, that's, that, that, <laughs> this is the second to last Thursday night game of the year. So you talk Thursday night games are not all equal, right? If you play a sure. Thursday night game in September and it's a divisional game with an hour train ride, like in the NFC East or, you know, the Rams play the Raiders or, you know, just a close travel. This is a long travel. Kyle Shanahan mentioned after they uh, beat the crap out of the Falcons He's like, we contemplated, you know, kind of eating dinner here and then getting on the plane on Sunday night. We, you know, just maybe we just get there, rest, and then we're just there. And I, I was like, that's not a – that wouldn't have been the craziest thing, right? Sure. But, you know, I the, the only thing – if you gave me a normal week the way the two teams are playing, you could convince me it should be like a six-point line, right? The Niners are humming. Tennessee right. is missing great players, and they're off. Uh, but Thursday night games are weird, especially on the road. Yeah, and there's been some continuity with a team off a win versus a team off a loss and covering after that week when they get together. And this is a Titans team coming off stomping on a Steelers logo up 13-3 and catching it out. Do you read into a team off a loss versus a team off a win in terms of the more desperate team at home getting three and a half. I know they're interconference, so you don't have that rivalry, but what do you think about a home primetime dog getting points like that off a yeah, loss? Yeah. If the Niners were like a 10 or 11 win team, like I think we thought they were going to be and this game, you know, it was more for playoff seating than trying to get in. I would, I would. Yeah. But then I, why aren't the Niners desperate? You know, the, the Vikings won, the saints won. So they really just have a one game lead in the loss column in the playoff mix. There are some tiebreaker stuff that if a bunch of teams go nine and seven, it wouldn't go their way. They have the Texans next week. So if they win this game, they're basically assured a 10 win season and you get to 10 wins in the NFC, unlike the AFC you're dancing. So to me, there oh, yeah. is, there is desperation in the Niners. And that's where you've seen because they dug them such a hole themselves, such a hole early in the season. Like you said, they're five and two. Well, they started, they were three and five at one point in time. Oh Yeah. Everyone was so, off them. Here's what's fascinating, John, but nobody's talking about the Niners. So knowing this team well, can they, once they get into the dance, 
is this a team you want to be scared of or are they just quietly going to make the playoffs and quietly, you know, catch an L to a Packers and go home? Yeah. I mean, I think there's two sides of the coin. One, they have a fatal flaw. They can't cover anybody. <laughs> you know, their, their corners are bad, but they have a great pass rush. And yeah. the other thing is like when they play Rogers, when they play Brady, even, you know, they, they own the Rams, but when they play Stafford, like their quarterback isn't as good as those quarterbacks, even though Jimmy's been playing well, he's just, He's inferior to all, even Kyler, who's struggling right now. Like, you know, if they're both healthy playing normal, like Kyler's a better player. But the Niners have a boatload of elite players. You know, Trent Williams, George Kittle, Nick Bosa, Debo Samuel, Fred Warner. The Brandon Ayuk is becoming like a very, very dependable impact player. They're running backs with a Shanahan. Whether it's Mike or Kyle, if you play running back for a Shanahan, you're going to produce. So oh, yeah. Kyle Juszczyk is probably one of the best fullbacks in the league, you know? So, and obviously Kyle is just a difference making coach, which, you know, you got a, that's a huge part of the playoffs, right? How good is your coach and their coaches as a game planner and he's the play caller. So yeah, I wouldn't want to mess with him, but you know, this Packer team and remember they kicked their ass two years ago in the twice, but in the NFC championship game, Rogers is so much better than he was that year. This team is better yeah. than it was that year. So it, that team now the the Bucks, obviously you got Tom Brady in the playoffs. You don't want to play him, but they got some issues right now. I mean injuries left and right. Godwin, I didn't realize Godwin had ninety eight catches. Like the guy was on pace oh, yeah. in a normal year for one hundred and fifteen catches. Seventeen games, the guy might have got to like one hundred and thirty. You know, I know. I mean that's a, that is a devastating loss for them. Yeah, just going back to the Niners game before we move off it, I think I'm going to go with a little FanDuel, same game partly. I'm going to take the Niners on the money line. I'm going to go with Debo, who's got seven tugs in his last six games. A little anytime touchdown score, bring that minus 184 down closer to the mid money. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, Debo against the Titans defense in space, he's got a touchdown written all over him. I think Kyle now is just on a mission to score Debo every single game. You know, kind of like the Colts with Jonathan Taylor. They just love handing the ball to Debo. Again, how many – you've been watching football a long time. I've been watching the football a long time. Most wide receivers, you couldn't – like, you can do a trick play for them in the backfield. He can line up and just play running back. And it looks like – if he was a full-time running back, I think it's fair to say if he stayed healthy, he would be a pro bowler, right? I mean, oh, without a question. Without a question. Okay, so – I want to get inside your your scout mind and, and a little bit into the locker room here. I want to touch on this Bills-Patriots game. It was at two and a half. Now it's at one and a half. Actually, the Patriots are getting the the point and a half as the favorite, excuse me. They're, they're giving away a point and a half. When you're looking at a, a rivalry like this, a divisional matchup, you're getting them two times in four weeks. And you get almost embarrassed in a... 222 rush yard Mac Jones throws for three three times and they win 14 10 convincingly up in Buffalo but now they're going to their house I want to throw one one number at you here and then just give me the psychology between this division rivalry matchup and coming from an NFC East where the rivalries are so prevalent the Bills have outscored at only eight and six their opponents by 161 points I'm blown away by that number absolutely just creaming opponents when they win. Do you think that the public perception is we're going to go and take the bills off an embarrassing loss, or are you going to look at this like Belichick off a loss at home, another extra day to prep. He's got the game film he needs from the previous week. 
we're going to take the Patriots at home. Well, if I put on my gambling hat, you would just take the Bills because a lot of people are going to be hammering the Patriots, right? We just witnessed it so? on, on prime time. Uh, I, I think from a scouting, being in the building, if you lose a game 40 to nothing, I don't care if it's high school or at the highest level in the NFL, you know, you, sometimes you just take your lumps, right? It's, it's literally happened to Joe Montana, to Belichick, to the worst player or coach. Everyone gets mollywopped in their career on a given season. You can win a Super Bowl and lose a game by three, four touchdowns. I think that's one of the most humiliating close games I've ever seen in my life. They got got humiliated because you factor in several things. It's their division rival. And listen, I've known Sean McDermott since I worked with him, the Eagles and a couple years of the combine, like he he was pretty honest. He's like the elephant in the room. Like we got to overtake this team. Like this is, this isn't just the team in our division. This is one of the greatest franchises in like the, it's like chasing the Niners with Eddie DeBartolo or the Lakers teams with Pat Riley. Like it's an all time great, that logo, and as long as Bill's there, and now they got the swag back, and then the way they did it at home, at home, like it was in yeah. Buffalo. And, you know, they they just physically overwhelmed them. Now, I think the, the shitty part for the Bills, the Patriots are now coming off a loss. And right. a kind of, you know, the, it ended up being a closer game. But for Belichick standards, that was a humiliating loss, right? Block punt, picks. It was just. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not very Patriot-like. So, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. The Patriots are tough. We, we know that. They're mentally and physically tough. They showed some, you know, toughness in the in the Colts game when a lot of teams, even good ones, would have laid down and just lost that game 30-3. to three. They somehow, like, had a shot, you know. So, I until the Bills prove it, uh, I, I, would, I would lean the Patriots. Just at home, the coaching, coming off a loss. Uh, obviously the bills are going to come in like they're coming off a loss too, just given, you know, the meaning of this game, but I, I'd have a hard time putting any money on the bills given what we witnessed in, in that game. You know, I mean, they're just, it might just be as simple as they're not physical. Like the, to me, just watching them play, they're much, they're built more to like the chiefs, more of a spread out, uh, uh, Arizona Cardinal type team. They have fast linear guys, right? To beat the Patriots on both sides. It's why the Colts are kind of a tough matchup for them, right? They're not the sexiest throwing team. They're physical smash mouse offense, defensive line. They want to run the ball and stop the run. And they they lined up against the Patriots and said, let go. The Bills truly like wouldn't mind a dome playoff game where they could sling it and try to have Josh throw for 400 yards, right? The Patriots do not want to play that way. Not at all. And I think just wrapping that up, I think we might just not rack our head around this and just go with the under. I mean, is there a world where this is not going to go under again? Two top three defenses. I mean, it just didn't just did it just hit in the uh, Patriot Colts game. It hit by a point on that even after that sick Jonathan Taylor run at the end. So it did hit. So and really, it took a seventy yard touchdown or sixty eight yard touchdown right to even get it close. Yeah. So I, I think this game, I haven't checked the weather, but you live back in that area, it's not going to be eighty degrees, right? <laughs> you know. So it, it, no, it'll be a cold, all. run the ball. But the Bills can't run the ball, right? That's not who they, they can't are. Run they the don't ball. have running backs. They're a throwing team. And it's where they're a little reminiscent to me, because I, I and I think Sean McDermott's really good, but the way they're built, a little like some of those really good Packer teams with McCarthy, but Josh Allen isn't Aaron Rodgers yet, right? And who knows? I mean, more than likely he never will. But, the, you know, the 
the Packers always had fatal flaws in the, in the playoffs beside the one year, right? Because they were a little soft. And now the, the Packers have kind of transitioned to be, okay, we'll play defense and we'll run the ball. And when Aaron has to, he can carry us. And that's what I think the, the Bills' big picture need to kind of morph into. Without question. And Colin talks about this too. You know, December, January football, the pizzazz of the warm weather start, it all goes away. It's about running the ball. It's about defense. It's about sure. being fundamentally sound. And so as we get into that mode, I did want to get your opinion on one more game here, and then I'll get you out of here with one more question. We got the Ravens getting two and a half points right now at Cincy. And the Ravens have won five of their last six against the Bengals. They're awful loss. They have not not been favored three games in a row. We're talking about years. Whether Huntley is going, Lamar's okay. The Bengals have in their last nine games, after they win, they go three and nine against the spread after a W, which is not good. When they lose, they come back, they're six and two against the spread. You look at those two intangibles. How do you cap this game? If Lamar's a go, let's just for sake of argument, do you not take which is arguably for the division, by the way, AFC North, the Ravens here on the road with the two and a half. Uh, honestly, if you didn't know, like if you didn't have numbers or you just kind of were watching from afar and super locked in and didn't know Lamar was out, Huntley looked a lot like Lamar last week, running around, making guys miss. He, he was awesome. And their competitive culture, I think, is a lot like the Steelers. Even when, you know what, hits the fan, guys are injured, like, they had no business making that a close game against Green Bay with their backup quarterback. And just like the Steelers, they've had no business beating the Ravens. And even last week, they, they had three points for the majority of that game, and then they end up winning. I, I just think there's something to the Ravens. Listen, the Bengals are pretty good. Like, anyone that's paid attention, their quarterback's a stud. They got some young stud offensive players. You know, their defense plays hard. But, like, the Ravens got destroyed by the Bengals last time they played. <laughs> Destroy. I know. And, I know. And to me, the two best motivators in the league are John Harbaugh and Mike Tomlin. So, and like you said, for the division, their playoff hopes because of Harbaugh loves going for twos and loves going for these fourth downs are kind of on the ropes right now. So it's a must win, you know. Does I, that, I would, does that look I, like I would have to bet on the Ravens. I think so, too. And just real quick on a locker room note, when, when you go all in like that, when he thinks he's Danny Ocean, Robin from Benedict, going for two for the second time in three weeks here, Galifianakis, act three in the hangover to throw you a double reference. He's making a list. He's checking it twice. He's given away up to $7 million in gifts over seven days on FanDuel. That's right. Santa Barkley is back, and Charles Barkley has given away more than ever this holiday season through FanDuel Sportsbook. New and existing users open the FanDuel Sportsbook app every day between December 21st and December 27th for a new gift from Santa Chuck. Some of the features I love in the FanDuel Sportsbook app, same game parlays, build out a local Christmas Day same game parlay, daily odds boosts, what I'm hoping St. Charles Barkley will give you for the holidays, and quite frankly, I'm going to go with the Colts over the Cardinals on Christmas Day and a Jonathan Taylor anytime touch down all day 
Right now, the Colts are playing phenomenal football. Jonathan Taylor has 17 touchdowns this season. This is as much of a Larry Locke as there is one. Cardinals, no DeAndre Hopkins. They lost as a double-digit favorite to the Lions. I will take the better offensive line, the better overall coach team in a virtual pick'em game. I'm getting plus money on this. Let's go St. Chuck. Give me Sir Charles a W. And this is why... I love the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's America's number one sportsbook. It's the number one destination for NBA and NFL betting. It's safe and easy to use. You get your money in as little as two hours. New to FanDuel Sportsbook? Just sign up with promo code MONACO to get your first bet risk-free up to $1,000 and make every moment more this holiday season. That's promo code MONACO. Don't forget to check the FanDuel Sportsbook app every day from December 21st to December 27th to see what Santa Barkley brought you. Disclaimer. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Void where prohibited. Restrictions and wager requirements apply. See terms at fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Next Step or text Next Step to 53342, Arizona, 1 888 789 7777, or visit ccpg.org forward slash chat, Connecticut, 1 800 Gambler, or visit fanduel.com forward slash RGCO, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Michigan, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789, Tennessee. Visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. What does that do to a locker room? We're not on the road here against the Steelers in a hostile environment. We're coming back in a game we shouldn't be in. And I know Aaron Rodgers in overtime, da da da, da But how do, you, how do you recover in the locker room, get your team ready now that you're on the outside looking into the playoffs? I think they're pretty used to it. Uh, you know, they've done it now several times. My only issue with John was the first series of the game. They got the ball. They drove right down the field. Three points with a backup quarterback. You can just breathe a little bit. If they, you don't, Aaron Rodgers, like I, I said this on my podcast, Michael Jordan didn't score 50 points every game. Tom Brady doesn't throw five touchdowns. Like you don't know how, I mean, he's a great player. He might have a good game, but sometimes maybe your defense plays well. Maybe he's off. Who knows? To me, going for it on the first series of the game in those when you're like at the two four yard line, when the second best player in your team beside Lamar is your kicker, just get some points, take a deep breath. I, I get late in the game when you're down 10 or up four, or whatever. But in that situation, because then they ended up scoring seven to nothing, they would have been up 10 to nothing. And then they went up 14 to seven. It would have been 17 to seven. I, you know, it just. My only issue with John is the aggression on like early in the game before you even know the feel of it at the end. No, no issue. You know, the quarterback's been killing it. We can nitpick the play call, but like early in the game, some of these guys, I saw it with the Atlanta Falcons against the Niners, like just get some points, take a deep breath. These are free points on the first drive of the game. Just everyone can breathe a little bit easier. It's like, if I was a field goal kicker, like, Hey guys, I can kick field goals early in the game. Cause you're going to ask me to do it. If you needed me to win the game. Right. Let me just let me sure. get some reps, some basic ones. And I love that takeaway. That's well said. I want to get you out of here with this. On a futures note here, FanDuel has, and I'm fascinated by what you're about to say here, the, the MVP race right now, John. We got Brady at plus 160. We got Rodgers at plus 160. I want to get your takeaway on who you would put your shekels on this holiday season. Brady's leading. In yards, he's leading in touchdowns. He's got the number one offense in points per game, but he just lost Godwin. Evans is out. Fournette is out. We don't know all for how long. We know Godwin's out for the rest of the season. 
If you were to put your money on either plus 160 here, also knowing, and I want to get if this is a factor too, Brady passing all these accolades, you know, the 700 touchdown, the Mike Evans touchdown he gave to the fan, how much that factors in, and also the fact that Rodgers won last year, just being and working in the NFL, how that you think would factor in with the people that have the votes? Yeah, I, I don't even think it's close. And listen, I think beside Tiger Woods and Michael Jordan, I, Tom Brady's the greatest athlete, the winning, Let's the whole go. thing. But to me, Aaron Rodgers is the best player in the league. And I don't even think no, it's a debate right now. Are you putting your money on Rodgers? You're uh, going uh, with Rod- He's going to leapfrog him. He, he's he's going to win the MVP. And to me, he's deserving back-to-back. No they're going to be the, They're going to be the number one seed. If, if Evans, to me, Evans has a Julio feel right now, just can't stay on the field. I love Mike Evans. Now that Godwin's out and Leonard's out, like all of a sudden Brady's numbers, now they play some crappy opponents. But, you know, Rodgers, do you watch this guy play? I mean, he's, he's in the peak of his powers right now. You know, talk about Michael Jordan. Like, there got to the point on the second iteration of the 96 through 98 where it was just, this guy was just in full control. You know, he, he's older, but he's just like, this guy's just mastered his sport. That's what it feels like watching Aaron Rodgers play. Because let's face it, now Devontae, Hall of Fame level player. But the rest of the guys, most people that don't play fantasy football can't name the crew, you know? And and, and he makes those guys look sweet. And they're going to be the number one seed. Back-to-back, back-to-back years, number one seed, more than likely, Lambeau Field. I got a futures on Brady. I'm spitzing over here about it. I can't help believe it he was minus 170 just to give you perspective last week minus 170 did you take him before the season i did on record i actually fired at plus 270 uh about about a few weeks back just just had to had to hop over to jersey where 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 was where was rogers when you pulled the trigger about the same he no he was i think he was neck and neck with kyler murray it was kyler murray was getting love and josh allen actually at the time was top three and he's plummeted, and Kyler's done now, right? He's a two-horse race. Yeah. So if I don't get you before the playoffs, are you? Hey, I, are well, you I, let me let me let me throw you a curveball. If the guy has three more games, let's say six touchdowns and rushes for another seven hundred yards, and they run the table, Jonathan Taylor have a shot. There's no way. I mean, it's a nice story. I got him as offensive player of the year. Right uh, there yes. with Cooper Cup, you know, I gave out I gave out presents on my show yesterday. I gave both of them a nice little gift. I mean, he's unbelievable right now. But I just I don't think with the year that Brady's having, I mean, he he might be hitting forty touchdowns for the third time only in his career. The the sleeper at one point, now their team would have had to win the division, and they're clearly not. Would have been like if Miles Garrett had twenty four sacks and they won twelve games. That's what it's going to take. Like. I have this vibe with the MVP a little bit like the Heisman. I do think it's cool when occasionally like, uh, you know, if Derrick Henry would have stayed healthy this year, just something, just a curveball, right? A, a defensive player, you know, one day with 17 games, you know, can we get a guy with like 26 sacks who's on a top one or two seed? Like I, I want to see a guy like that win it again, besides just Brady Rogers, Manning, you know, just, you know, Kyler, you know, Josh Mahomes again. Like that's, it feels like it's just going to be that way for a while, right? Mahomes has oh, another absolutely. one in him, maybe two. Josh Allen probably get one. You know, if Lamar could have another great season one year, he'll get it. It's just, it's basically become a quarterback award. 100%. And on that note, are we getting, and I'll get you out of here with this, Chiefs plus 185 to win the AFC. 
The Bucks have now been leapfrogged by the Packers. They're plus 220 GB to win the NFC. Are we getting what we've all been waiting for, which is a State Farm Super Bowl? Well, I feel like the Chiefs are an AFC lock. Like, they're going to be the number one seed. I can't see any of these teams beating them at Arrowhead. Uh, you know, it, it would take, like, the culture of Chargers. You know, some of these wildcard teams are going to match up probably better than even, like, the Patriots because I have a hard time seeing Mac Jones on the road. I mean, it, it was hard for Brady several years ago. Uh, the NFC is just, it just gets weird. You know, let's face it. I love Rodgers, but historically in the playoffs, he can be just, you know, just can be hit or miss and just his team, right? It's hard to just trust the Packers are going. It's easier to envision the Chiefs. This would be their third straight Super Bowl. I mean, Aaron, that was his first home NFC championship game of his career. And they, right. they, they kind of blew it. I mean, they got thoroughly outplayed. And to me, they were, I had them pick. They were going to win the Super Bowl. And then it was like, you're halfway through that game. You're like, what is going on here? So it's, I want to pick them. I just don't, I mean, I, I trust Aaron, but just that franchise. I mean, they just, they've had some moments over the last, even with Favre in his older years over the decades, right? Where it's like they're favored at home and they just don't get it done. And part of it might just be as simple as, Unlike Kansas City, well, obviously it's cold. The weather in Lambeau just kind of neutralizes some of – I mean, their greatest advantage the last 25 years has been Favre and Rodgers. Well, when it's negative seven degrees and frozen tundra, like, it's hard to throw for four – like Peyton Manning, he thrived in the dome, right? Somehow Tom is unfazed by cold weather. But most guys, let's face it, it throws them off a little. The only thing I'd push back on that's scary is that this Saints loss and Brady getting shut out for the first time since Saban in 06 could work against the Packers and everyone that they may be coming for the jugular for. That would, If there's a, such a thing as a, as a good, bad loss, at this point in time, I think there's a world where that Saints loss maybe just Danny dialed that locker room in. Any other team... You know, I, I I don't take the Cardinals that seriously. I, I do think the Rams and the Niners in a in a just a vacuum one playoff game against the Bucks against the Packers, like no, I mean th- those those point spreads ain't gonna be seven, right? <laughs> I mean it's gonna it's gonna be a field goal level game, and that team is it's gonna be a war zone. Niners plus fourteen hundred, by the way, to win the NFC. Rams plus five fifty at the moment. It's just it just be difficult when you can't cover anybody. Would be my would that's probably be their true. downfall. That's true. Well, John, I appreciate it so much. Three and out podcast, volume sports. John Middlecoff on Twitter, absolute gentleman. Make sure you follow him on social. Check out his golf picks. Let's have some fun this NFL playoffs, my friend. Thank you for joining. Yeah, me. Good, good man. Stay warm, bro. volume.